Welcome back to He's Abroad. I'm Jason uh, in Jersey still. I'm forgetting where I am. Time's getting weird. Joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand. And again by Brittany, who is not abroad. Still in, still in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yep. Still here. Yeah. Holding strong. How's everybody doing? Yeah. You know? America strong. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you keep saying that. Get in there. <laughs> It's America strong. What do you mean? You keep saying you keep that. Saying America strong because the rest of the world does not feel the same. <laughs> well, like I think I like... think you should yeah. say hashtag New York tough because New York no, is hashtag in... America strong. No, New York is doing a better job than the rest yes. of the country. We're going to get into it, but we're um, we're doing. I good think in New York. I think New York. I think New York is pussying out and not staying out there. Meanwhile, you got Georgia showing up. That, like they're a bunch of strong. You got some strong America strong right there. They're going to work. They're going to fight this thing head on, like with their fists. Oh. <laughs> we're going to punch the virus. Um, <laughs> we're going to get it out. Yeah. We're going to out That's what's going on. Virus. This, is a, this is an enemy. <laughs> yeah, an enemy. And as long as we wrap ourselves in the flag, we can beat it. Yeah. <laughs> wrap yourself in the flag and Jesus. I got all I need. <laughs> all I, need. I, got, I got my and guns. <laughs> as, as Ryan has started to say, like, let them do that. It just means shorter lines at Disney World. I love at it. At the end of the day, yeah, that is, by Florida. That is like, <laughs> yep, shorter lines at Disney World. So people from Georgia yeah. go to Disney World too. So they yes, do. they can Very go close. and, yep, they can go and go to their salons, whatever. It just means a shorter line for me. Well, because well, right, they just, you're allowed to get a tattoo now in Georgia, right? Like that's essential services. Es- like essential you can get service. a massage. Yeah. You can get a massage yeah. and a tattoo and you're good. <laughs> Haircuts, tattoos, yeah, like all, all those and things. all of I mean, these things are exactly the type of decision that people who have been like stuck at home for months like should not be making. Like I feel like people are making very impulsive quarantine driven decisions. So like opening up tattoo parlors as one of the first seems like a very bad idea. Yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> like, like like if you're a tattoo artist, choice. why are you going to tattoo somebody right now? You'd be like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah go back home, think about it for a month, and then come back to me. Well, these are the people that don't have that don't have the jobs. They don't they don't have an income. So this you can't you can't do you can't give somebody a tattoo over a video call. I'd like to no, see it. You can't. I mean, that'd be amazing if you tell them to do Very it themselves, difficult. right? Like it's like giving instructions. Yeah, yeah. Of like, okay. Did you get the stencil? <laughs> okay, you got the stencil. Awesome. All right, now you got the needle. All right, you're gonna want to heat that up. I mean, I don't really know. How I, I was about to say, I was waiting for you to explain Pri- the prison, rest of this. Prison to tattoos. Yeah, I was going to say prison yeah. tattoos. They exist. A ballpoint you just pin send somebody a brand. And, Hogan, and, Hogan uh, stick method. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I sent you a plate. Now, look, you're going to heat that plate up to about 300 degrees. Jason, All right, cool. Clearly, I don't, do, I, do you have tattoos? Because I have four I don't. tattoos. I do not have any tattoos, okay. no. All right. Well, it no, doesn't it, I'm one of those people are, that has wanted one for a long time, and I can't think of anything to put on my body for the rest of my life, so it just hasn't happened. It's okay. It I thought you were saving yourself for uh, for a Jewish <laughs> cemetery. Maybe you never know. You know, look, I might be one of the chosen. You got to keep your options open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to keep your options open. Life is long. Uh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. might have some good. Uh, they might have some good grave real estate. They you're not. Uh, by the yeah, I'm sure I said it before, but just since since the idea of uh, Jewish burial has come up, if you ever end up at a Jewish funeral, try to lighten the mood and find the most Jewish last name on a tombstone that you can find. You'll always find one more Jewier than the last one you found. It's great. <laughs> it's a fun game to play. It's a fun game. Wow. To play. Anyway, 
we got a lot of news. We got we got some stories. We got some news. And I know one of the things that we really want to talk about is rolled into the news story. So we'll just jump right in unless anybody has any like fun little quarantine updates that they'd like to share. Anybody? Uh, no. Mm. Other than we can no. finally order delivery Tuesday in New Zealand. We can finally oh, get food delivered. Can. Yeah. We so we're finally at the point here. where there was like we're at the point now where there's like five new cases a day at the most. Um, and we've got more people who have beat it than have who still have it. So we're reaching the back end of this thing in New Zealand, which is great. So you can start ordering. So like everyone's going nuts. Everyone's going to line up to go to KFC because apparently that's what all Kiwis love is KFC, which is like, all right, really? I guess. So that's absolutely. so yeah, yeah. weird. Yeah. Like KFC no, is the, is the right. one thing it's, that everyone's right. like. It's because, it's because they've never tried Chick-fil-A. I agree. It's because, oh, they, never wait, tried, hang on a because they never tried Popeyes. I agree. Wait a minute. There's something about KFC there that's broken, right? Didn't I discover this? Yeah, because you, I took you, you to a KFC, it? and there's something that you weren't happy about. I don't remember what it was, but you were you were perturbed. Was it the biscuits? They don't have biscuits. Yes, that's there? what it is. That's exactly what it is. They don't have biscuits. Oh, what in the what? fuck? But, Are you kidding me? Yeah. All but, right. Let's let's go to but, war with New Zealand. But more importantly, do, do their mashed potatoes have like a lot of black pepper in them? Because that is the defining characteristic of KFC. No, the mashed potatoes are actually pretty. Is like it? again, I don't yes. like KFC here. KFC is here is actually not my favorite thing. Like again, and I haven't eaten chicken in very well, long time. Well, I mean, time. it should be no one's favorite thing biscuit. anywhere. But yeah, okay. I agree. Oh, <laughs> but, well, but it's like, how, hang on a second. Stop. I can't let that go unstated. What's what's wrong with KFC? Is it too delicious for you? No, I mean it's not like it's like what it's like it's like fake Southern food. It's just a, trash. Of all of it's the just like pandering food, to the masses. Out of all the fast yeah, food, I, I believe you, every KFC, all Southern food. KFC is the all worst. Southern food not in the South is fake Southern food. No, KFC has to be okay. the worst out of all the fast food. It has to be. Name me one worse. <sighs> Like worse for you, Long Long John Silver's. <laughs> I was thinking that that's a good one. <laughs> Jack in the Box. I mean, I think we can all agree that Wendy's is the best fast food. Don't you think? No. Yes. No. That's better than uh, Wendy's. I don't like like of the major chains, right? That you can find anywhere. Because look, there's like Bojangles in Georgia. There's Zaxby's in Georgia. Like there's good fast food mm-hmm. other places, but you can't Bo- find them. Bojangles is in North Carolina. Okay, yeah. Bojangles is good. Bojangles yeah. has better biscuits yeah. than Bojangles is good for sure. Yes. I've never had it. But let's let's talk global here. So we got McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, KFC. Burger King is owned um, by like a bunch of like hedge fund guys. There's no way yeah. like that is the best fast food. No way. I never said the best. I'm just trying to get the pool here that we're that we're debating between here. Do you want to throw anything else into this mix? Uh, Do you want to put Popeyes in there? No, is that even Popeyes worthwhile? Popeyes is, is not a global thing, so no. It's not global. All right, so we got four. The, what is? What else could we add four, to this? While I mean, we could add Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Bell is a good one. Taco you could add Subway in there as well because I think Subway has more fast mm. food chains than any, than any of these other. Okay, ones. well then there's the shittiest one. <laughs> but their bread smells so good when you're walking on the street. Oh. Oh, their bread is delicious, but and I and I'll admit it. Even when it had the yoga mats in it, it was delicious. But the <laughs> but their meat is so bad, it's just awful. It, it, it's they aren't real cold cuts, and I don't think cold cuts are real cold cuts. Like I don't think they're real meat. It's bizarre. <laughs> no, it's my dad, it's my like dad. I don't parts. I don't usually agree with anything. I don't usually agree with anything my dad says. But the but he did raise the point that he stopped eating cold cuts because it didn't look like any other meat he's had before. <laughs> so he didn't know where it came from. And I and I thought about. It. I'm like, well, it still tastes good, so I'm gonna eat it. But 
yeah, I never really thought about it that way. What kind of chicken is like a big lump like that? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. It's all of the parts mashed together. Well, look, okay, let's That's leave the Subway out then. Out of the like okay. the ones like the the ones with drive-throughs, right? I don't think you can get a Subway drive-through. Of all the restaurants with drive-throughs, which is what KFC, Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's, Taco Bell, those are the big five. Yeah. All right. Fine. That'll be the top five I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the best? Yeah, I'd choose KFC over. Really? I'd choose KFC over all. My choices might be controversial. Yeah, exactly. Sober? I'm I'm with I'm with Brittany on this. Like, what's your state? <laughs> sober, Nobody in this house. Sober Wendy's drunk Taco Bell. Oh, am I am That's I drunk in this situation? Yes, like oh. yeah. Sober Wendy's drunk Taco Bell. I don't know. I think Taco yeah, Bell's delicious, thing. drunk or not. After like midnight, <laughs> Taco Bell's really good. I'm factoring in like the guilt, you know, like the guilt. You don't have the guilt when you're drunk. You have the guilt when you're sober. You have no guilt when you have Wendy's. You're like, okay, it's the best of the worst things that I could have. I would choose the – I'd have to go with the things that are the best from the menu. Like there's not one of those places that universally I'm like, yeah, everything on this menu I'm down with. But I think of the best piece of each menu – Taco Bell for me is actually dead last because there's nothing on that that I'm like, yeah, really? I need Taco this Bell's dead all. last I, for you. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm not a fan. Wow. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Also, the last time I was in Taco I mean, I like Taco Bell for the experience mm-hmm. at three in the morning. I, I'm down for that. <laughs> Just <laughs> seeing what happens. The last time I was at Taco Bell, there was these two women shit talking some homeless people who were who were like ogling them and flirting with them <laughs> in it. It was pretty great. And that was like the fallback because we had no because nowhere else was open at that time. Greg and I were there. It was a lot of fun. It was crazy. The cops showed up at one point. Great experience. Terrible food. Terrible but great food, experience. Good experience. Deserves yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Burger King. I like I like a Burger King burger of all of them. Really? I think uh, Burger King has no, a better no, 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 taste. No, no, no. Taste wise. I'm not talking You're wrong. quality. I'm not talking You're quality. Wrong on taste I'm as talking well. taste. You're wrong. I, I agree with okay, Brittany that it's Wendy's. Fine. It's got to be Wendy's. It's got to be Wendy's. Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets, spicy chicken nuggets. Oh, yeah. spicy probably one of the best anything. items yep. across all of but no, them. But no, but even yep. Wendy's uh, burgers McDonald's. I think are better. Even Wendy's salads yeah. are better. Salads, yeah. if you have the big no, potato. Wendy's, oh, my God. You yeah, can Wendy's, do the dollar Wendy's, menu. Is, Wendy's tastes more like real food than any of the others. And if that's the bar, cool. I mean, but if I'm just going by what be, eat, <laughs> No, not really. No, not, not what we're talking about. We didn't specify. I think it's just like, you know, like, okay. Flavor. All right. Let me, let me take a tangent sidebar. Do you have a problem with pink goo? Just <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's like the, McDonald's like, the yeah. like, like the chicken gel. Yeah. Do you have oh, a problem with chicken? I do. Gel? I do. Yeah, the McDonald's do. chicken nuggets. Yeah. I have got a problem with chicken gel. Look to me. Mc- yeah. Here's the thing. I don't, if it tastes good, I don't give me that chicken gel. Look, Why not? To me, <laughs> to me, if you want my Wendy's is, is number one, as far as like food quality. Um, I think McDonald's is the best yes. for the fries. And I can't argue it. with that. And that's it. McDonald's to me is last, but it's hard because their fries are really good. The fries are better than Burger King. I remember when Burger King changed their fry recipe and they ruined their fries. That happened like 20 years ago where they tried to make them crispier. Yeah. It was odd. Wendy's did? Yeah, I mean, they're all right. No, Burger King did. Burger King is like, I like their burgers. I like their sweet and sour sauce. Uh, if you haven't had that with their chicken nuggets, they're pretty great. Even though their chicken nuggets aren't okay, aren't great, the sweet and sour sauce dip that they have kicks it up to another level. Um, I mean, KFC though to Chick-fil-A get back to it, I don't like the, the shit talking. Chick Fil A hands yes. down best sauces. Yes, 
But you don't even need them because their spicy chicken sandwich is so delicious as is. Yeah, but you have to get all of the sauces and you have to do a little like sampler. No, you do. (laughs) I do not. Like talking about this, like I I feel like I understand what people in prison live through. Like I feel like I (laughs) – like, I just, I'm like, oh my God, like tasting Chick-fil-A would be the best thing in the world right now. I've know. had more fast food in the last four weeks than I've had in the last four years combined because I am, I have access to a car and if I want to like go out for lunch, my options are all the fast food places. So I'll like pick up fast food. So I've had Chick-fil-A, I've had Wendy's, haven't had McDonald's, haven't had Burger King. Chipotle, I don't consider that fast food. That's fast casual. fast casual. Had KFC. Yep. Had KFC. Love it. But you so haven't had those, your favorite. All these are in recent memory. You haven't had your favorite because there's no Burger King there or what? KFC. I think KFC. Oh, KFC. KFC no, there is, is a Burger favorite. King. I just haven't gone. The thing is, it's like I also get for the for the house as well. I see. And I think I'll and be And everyone else I, I in the universe hates Burger King is what you're saying. Hates. Not hates. Would it's not multi, eat it. a multi-billion dollar operation. Yeah, it's interesting. As we've talked, Actually, my, as we've talked about this now, I think Burger King is last because I try to really go through the menu in my head. And I think Burger King is last because you know what? McDonald's. So, it's so bland. Yeah, so bland. It is. Burger King. Yeah. And again, McDonald's. Yeah, there's a lot of there's some really awful stuff on that menu, but there's also some pretty good stuff. Their breakfast, though. Their breakfast is, uh, elevates McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's Burger King breakfast. Absolutely. Coffee. McDonald's. No, no, no. Has... I'm saying McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah. Breakfast. You're saying McDonald's, McDonald's breakfast is, good... is better than the croissant, which. What? You're saying that McDonald's breakfast is better than the croissant witch at Burger King. I disagree. I I don't yeah, even know what I that is. I just know that McDonald's breakfast has bailed us out in oh. McDonald's breakfast has uh bailed us out at uh, in Japan a couple times. So Yeah. I mean look, that's the yeah, thing about good. McDonald's, right? It's the same everywhere for the most part. You can order a Big Mac. I, I had an room. egg or an egg McMuffin in Puerto Rico. I had it was like very very on par with McDonald's everywhere else and was delicious. So you got to give it credit for the fact that you can go to the middle of nowhere and get an egg McMuffin. <laughs> like that that's got to be yes, worth some points. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, well, we've got Whoppers in the which are all the same, the ones in Japan. Are yeah, they also had black buns, which is same odd. Thing. We didn't eat it. <laughs> I didn't eat any of it. Also, you got it. Also, when you had the comparison, because when you, we had um, what, are black what was that? Buns? That most most burger, most burgers, gross. Uh, gross. garbage. Gross. For, yeah, it was it's awful. Gross. You're was the one that's like, "Hey, we got to eat here," and I was like, "No." We yeah, did. we did. I I'm happy we went. I'm sad by the quality. It sucked, but it's a Japanese burger chain that I'm like, "Yeah, we should try it," and we did, and it sucked. I tell everybody it sucks. I'm not ashamed to admit it. But you know what? I'll try anything once. It's bad. No, it's bad. Except for pufferfish, we never tried that. All right, well, look. Well, uh, yeah, I'm sorry for all the people listening to this who aren't allowed to leave their house because you're probably starving now. (laughs) You know, if you have a car, you can get any of these things. This is the best food to talk about. We have a car, and we still haven't left. So, Well, then maybe you should drive to – I'm actually tempted to drive to a Sonic because Uh, I can. Sonic. And I've had Sonic once in my life, and I don't remember it. And maybe I should refresh Sonic is real interesting because they used to advertise in places where Sonic wasn't. So they used to advertise really? in cities where I live. Yeah, they used to advertise. That was part of their advertising plan of basically saying when people travel and they see a Sonic, we want that we want it to be a novelty for them. So we're going to put our advertisements everywhere, even though we're only located in only only certain areas of the country. It's very interesting. My my best friend was like a roller sk- skating waitress at Sonic. Sabina, Jason, you knew her. Yeah. So. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I was going to say I was never a roller skating waitress at a Sonic. <laughs> I have a best friend. <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess I have three. So, so, One of them thinks so that quarantining is un-American. The other two are same. So. Ooh, I'm interested I'm in not, some of this. You have to name names. <laughs> I'm assuming we're going to get to yeah. this, right? All right, yes. all right. Let's let's go. Let's, okay, let's here we go. Let's, we're gonna we're gonna transition to the news. So we got three stories. All right. Uh, so John, you got a choice as always. You got three. So I have two stories prepped. One of which you already know because Alice. I'm shouting her out. That's right. Calling her out. All right. So we got a. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna title this one. Let's go by where is this? All right. Let's just go by location. Japan, UK, Las Vegas. Yes. Las Vegas is a country now. So where do you want to start? <laughs> you know where I want to start. I I have to start in Vegas. I have to. <laughs> All right. You got the lead then. You're, uh, this was your... You tipped this off to me because as I've been playing a lot of the Final Fantasy VII remake, I have not been watching as much evening news as I usually do. So, so, so yeah. So, so let, let me explain how I saw this first of all, right? I don't, I'm not reading the news. I'm still not. I have, I read a bit of AP news, but even so, it's pretty bland, right? Like whatever. The coronavirus is everywhere. Because it's the AP. This is why I told you that was the news source to go with. But what I do get is YouTube alerts. For like when CNN has a has a, a video, right? So CNN normally chops up like, you know, five, ten minute videos of the news of the day. For the most part, you can read the headline. You find out that so-and-so said something and then that's it, right? You get in, you get out. This time, however, I see that a 20, and this is during my lunch break, right? So I try to take a lunch break between one and two o'clock. I see this pop up where it goes, Anderson Cooper presses Las Vegas mayor over wish to reopen. It's 25 minutes long. Yeah. So I was like, huh, 25 minutes long. So I'm sitting there. I was like, okay, I'm going to eat my lunch. I just want to have something to watch while I'm eating. And then I'll go back downstairs to work. I start playing this interview. <laughs> and from the beginning, wow. I mean, I was like, this. she's not saying what she's saying, is she? And then you just watch Anderson Cooper's face. You watch his face and you go through these emotions with him. And so it's 25 minutes of what I'm going to argue is the greatest interview that he's ever done. Yeah, it's it's, it's got to be the greatest good. interview that he's ever done. Like some of the other but guys, do you, you think, think it would have like, been yeah. stronger? Like if he had, like sometimes this happens, you know, at work. I'm like, I can't even keep my cool. But it's like if I could keep my cool, like that would be so much more powerful. Like that was sort no. of my feeling when he, he was interviewing tr- her. He tried. He, you can watch him you try to keep his cool. Yes, he tried. He tried his so blinking. hard. His and look then, at the blinking. You should watch his blinking. And then at some point, he takes off his glasses. And rubs his yeah. face and he's face, just like oh yes. my god he's like i can't believe and then he puts his glasses back on then the i mean it's, it's amazing if you if you're listening to this podcast i'm going to tell you to pause it and go to cnn on youtube and find this anderson cooper interview it's 25 minutes of the best tv you'll ever see because it was amazing to watch probably one of the more professional interviewers on cnn just over the last what 20 years where it's not like Don Lemon or or Chris Cuomo, who could be hey, a bit more animated. Hey. Who could be a bit more animated because they are. Hey. Look, Chris Cuomo, I got a beef with him of doing this whole. I'm going to walk out of my basement in quarantine. Like enough, dude. We get it. Um, <laughs> but, like the family reuniting yeah, like it's, with it's the shots. Like, whatever come on, you've seen your called? kids in the last two weeks. Like, stop it. And again, I don't hate Chris. Yeah, Cuomo. according Chris to a biker, Cuomo. he saw him walking with his family and he was yelling. Yeah, exactly. At him. So this is kind of my point. But anyways, Anderson Cooper is professional talking to the mayor of Las Vegas, Carolyn Goodman. And she, I have, by the way, I don't want to cut you off, but I have a, an article from CNN, which is good. It's uh, the 20 most bizarre lines from Anderson Cooper's absolutely wild interview with the mayor of. All Las right, Vegas. so I'm, I'm gonna let you go because I don't want to, I don't want to replay the whole interview, but start reading because some of the lines are amazing. All right, so number one, 
Well, no, they'll come because they love. We've got major league sports here, end quote. The question Anderson asked was whether people would come back to Vegas if the casino stayed closed. Love is apparently a stronger draw than casinos, according to Goodman. And away we go. <laughs> like this response, basically, like, I mean, you could say, did Trump say this or did this woman say this? Carolyn Goodman. Absolutely. And, like, Absolutely. People wouldn't know the difference because it's crazy. It's just like insanity. That spews out Number of two. Mouths. Number two. Quote. I'd love everything to open because I think we've had viruses for years that have been here. Sounds like it could be Trump. (laughs) Totally. Say it with me. The coronavirus coronavirus isn't like other viruses. It's totally new to humans, meaning we have A, no herd immunity, B, no effective treatment yet, and C, no vaccine. Number three, quote, we've never closed down the United States. We've never closed down Nevada. We've never closed down Las Vegas because that's our job. And quote, this is, man, Chris Saliza, this guy writes... He, he writes like he talks. He's kind of a dick, he but whatever. He is. He's, he's also one of those we've, people. We've then. never, yeah. yeah, we've never had a virus like this one, or at least we've never, we haven't had a virus like this one for more than a hundred years. Quote, number four, quote, <laughs> entertainment capital of the world where everything is clean, end quote. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about Las Vegas still? That's a line from Chrysalis. <laughs> but let's well, see if I'm understanding. In this, yeah, like ahead. in the interview, she's like, well, if. She said, well, I've never been a hotel owner or casino owner, but if I was, I would have yeah, the oh, cleanest number- one out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, said. hang on. All right. I'm going to read number five. I'm going to stop reading the Saliza commentary and just go through these quotes. Yeah. Number okay. five, quote, I've lived a long life. I grew up in the heart of Manhattan. I knew what it's like to be with subways and crammed into elevators. End quote. Number six. I'm just going to stop saying the quotes. That up to, That's up to them to figure out. I don't run a casino. Number seven. I'm not a private owner of a hotel. I wish I were, and I would have the cleanest hotel go. with six feet with six feet figured out for every human being that comes in there. <laughs> so to give, so hold on. I just want to give some context because basically, Anderson yeah, Cooper had yeah. her on because she has been saying, "Hey, I think that Las Vegas should reopen." That, hey, it's time for us to get back to work. Nevada, we never had this virus here. This was a never a problem in in Las Vegas. I don't understand why we're closed. Open things back up. So first thing to know is that she has no authority to do this because the the governor of Nevada decides what's open and what's not. So she's just the mayor. So Anderson Cooper had her on to say, okay, how do you plan on doing this? How do you think that you would do this? And her response was, oh, you're not going to trick me. That's not my job. And he said, wait a minute, but you're calling for these things to be reopened. How would you do it? And she goes, well, that's not for me to decide. It's not my job. And he goes, but you're calling for them to reopen the casinos and you don't have a solution for how these people, well, people just need to get back to work. That's basically the premise of what all of these quotes are aligning to of Anderson Cooper trying to get her to give him a reason of how they would do this. Not why, not because people are starving and people need, you know, you got to feed their kids. He was trying to say, what's your plan if you're going to offer this as a solution to open up the economy? How do you plan on doing this? What in your head should these places do? And her answer was along the lines of, if I had a casino, it would be the cleanest one. Or we never had the virus here. And he said, she said, we've only had 150 people that, that have died here. Anderson said, there's been 163 deaths in Nevada so you're basically saying all but 13 deaths in Nevada happened in Las Vegas. <laughs> so she's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. It's just because it, it goes on like this for 25 minutes where he's trying to get her to say, well, just explain to me how you would do this. 
He's like, I'm looking at scientific evidence that said specifically in a casino, there's no possible way that you can social distance, whether it's the servers or the dealers or the people giving drinks or the performers or people walking into casinos. It's circulated air. Like, how would you actually do this? Because guess what? The virus is going to pass through circulated air conditioning. How? Because it's an airborne thing. How would you do this? What is your solution? And the entire time, she basically said, that's not my job. It's up for the casinos to decide. No, no. The thing with the air conditioning. So that was a few things because he showed her that chart from the from China, right? Where they showed the, oh, yeah, I forgot like about the restaurant that. example oh, the restaurant, with, two, with yeah. two round tables. Yeah. yeah, where it's like this person had it and like these seven people got it. Do you know what her response was like to that? that? And and, and she said, no, and she said, no, this is number 14. Quote, no, this isn't China. This is Las Vegas, Nevada. And quote. And his response and to that was he so said, perfect because he just goes, well, like, that's ignorant. That's ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what could be ignorant? Why is it? What are you talking about? Hey, God, like she was mad. It's like, no, you're dumb. And he she also said something about what was the other disease that she was talking about was, that was she said that coming, her neighbor died from west nile virus because there were mosquitoes in the pool not that no Ebola. there was another one from air condition no it wasn't okay. that so she, she these are the like ones that i remember she named yeah That's quote i don't remember 15. what it was she was saying 15 Ebola, west nile West Nile and polio. Yeah, but she says something else. It not an L, not uh, it's polio. Man, I gotta look this up. No, it wasn't polio. It was something. It was something in Philadelphia. Mm. Hang on, I'm looking it up. Philadelphia disease air condition. But like, who voted this woman? Oh, in? Uh, Legionnaires. 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 Oh, yeah, Legionnaires. She said, "Yeah, that's Legion- from the water, right? Yeah, she's that's like, like the water." She's like Legionnaires came from the came from the air condition, so they changed the air condition. They cleaned these other things, and then that we fought Legionnaires. Like she's talking about all these other things that came before it. And I, this is like it's so sad. This is wild. I mean, I I get it. Like I get it. Like people who are sitting quarantined in their apartments do not like. None of us want to be sitting around. Like none of us want to be sitting around. We all want to go back to our normal lives. And then there are people who are rational, and there are people who are irrational, and like that is just the divide. And then there, honestly, there are people who are selfish, and then there are people who are thinking of others, and um, and 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 that's it. Like that's the only thing that it boils down to. I, I know so many smart people, and like maybe this mayor is actually an intelligent person because I know so many smart people that still are unwilling to accept what it is that we have to do to get over this. But um, it's just very. And that amazing was my comment me, about people who are like, "This yeah. is un-American." It's just, it's well, just because they're going, they're going to sit there right? and be petulant children, you know, yeah. like they well, don't want to be told that they have to sit in their apartment. Well, what's interesting, Brittany, is watching this from afar, right? Like watching this from a, like New Zealand is, you know, there's some people here that feel that, hey, maybe this is too far. But everyone fell in line of going like, OK, this is how we're going to get rid of this thing. If we got to sit at home for a month then so be it, it might be a little heavy handed, but whatever. Right. We're watching the way that America in particular is handling this. And Mm -hmm. basically, we're looking at this going, America's going to ruin this for the rest of us for the next nine months because we're not going to be able to travel anywhere because these idiots don't understand that it's not just about whether or not you can go to work at wherever you work at locally. It's the fact that at the moment that you start traveling around, the rest of the world is impacted by your decisions. 
and the rest of the neighbors, the rest of the people around you. And like you said, it's people being selfish. Sure, you're young, you're healthy, you clean, you social distance. But the simple fact of that there's more people like you who don't do that to the degree that, well, I don't have this problem. If you encourage this, people will take these chances. And this thing is highly contagious. It might not kill you. You might not even know you have it. But the fact that it's so highly contagious and people in the States just seem to not be taking this seriously enough to think if you actually stop this, you might actually be able to get back to your job versus if you have to stop and start for the next year then all these jobs are going to go yeah. away, like done. And then exactly. you'll be perfectly healthy with nothing to do. Well, and, and that's the thing. I think, well, and, and so, you know, my my friend, my very best friend, she's like, well, I have a different risk tolerance than you do. <laughs> Me. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, but like you understand. And these are the same people actually that believe that like, you know, abortion should be illegal, right? So they're like, I say, well, what, if, what about the people who don't have the same risk tolerance as you? You're like, unfortunately, you're infecting them as well. And I'm like, well, they can stay at home. So it's kind of like, well, which side of the fence do you sit on? Are, are you know, are you all about like, well, if you believe what I believe, uh, or like everyone has to believe the same thing, or people can believe different things, but you can't like, you can't hold both things to be true. Um, and that's where I really struggle. Because I think that like, especially in the South, and this is like, primarily a problem with like, I don't know. I guess it's Colorado as well. But the people who are pro- protesting are primarily in the South. And I think that there's like a strong culture of, um, I don't want to say individualism, but sort of. Um, well, it's you South know, and, and, and it's Midwestern so when people as say, well. It's like blue yes, collar. Yes. We're hardworking. Well, we can outwork is, the virus. It's that nonsense. <laughs> it, it is blue versus red, right? I mean, let's yeah. be honest. It is like, do I think generally like individualistically or do I think collectively and whether that collectively is like within the US or whether it's global I think that was your point like can we cross borders etc it's the same it's the same shit and it's so frustrating because everyone like if everyone just sat in place for 17 days like if everyone prepped everything and said we're all going to collectively sit in place for 17 days we could get we could get through this and like that is not possible that level of coordination is not possible and it's so frustrating it's, it's crazy because i've seen it new zealand has done this they have coordinated this they are slowly moving out of quarantine i'm assuming if we don't have people internationally traveling into new zealand that the virus will be gone by june in this country it will be gone like completely gone not a single case um, cool. because I'm going to has... I'm gonna go to New Zealand to get married then. I mean, but this, but <laughs> no, this, is, but this can't is the go to New Zealand because you're going to, you're going to ruin the, you're going to ruin gonna the pot. Them. You're going to bring your, <laughs> See, your soiled, infected gene. And that's the your, thing is yeah, that like bring it over Las with Vegas has two, I think she said they have 2 million people or something around the like 2.4 million or whatever their population is. Right. Like the population of that is 3 million. And I think, um, Las Vegas has like pretty much all of it. It's got like 2.4 million people. New Zealand's got 5 million people in the country. And this country was able to actually put aside their, okay, look, there's small businesses that are suffering, right? There's people who are going hungry and missing meals. All that stuff is here as well. And yet you're still able to coordinate because you got a leader who's pretty much like, I understand this is not ideal, but this is the time when you need to be patriotic for each other and stay at home, social distance, and we'll slowly roll out of this. We're going to give money to these businesses so that way people don't have to feel like they have to rush back to work or that you know their entire livelihood is going to fall apart. And look, there's going to be people that are going to struggle. There's going to be a worldwide recession. It might even be a depression by the time we're done with this thing. But the fact that like I'm seeing this across the world in different countries, and in the U.S., you can't even do this in a city like Las Vegas because the problem with Las Vegas, guess where all your money comes from? It comes from tourism. 
I'm not flying to Las Vegas. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to fly. Yeah, we're back open for business. Come, come to Las Vegas. Uh, I'm not flying to Las Vegas to go to a casino, whether you think it's safe yeah, or not. No, no one who lives in Las Vegas is going to the casino. No, no. So like, even if you open it back up, what good are you doing? All you're doing is putting people at risk. People aren't even going to show up. No one's traveling right now. No one's going to go, hey, I'm going to go do my bachelor bachelorette party in Vegas now because Vegas is open again. I, I really feel like most people are like, yeah, that seems a little silly. Sure, you've got the people like who are in the South who feel that, yeah, we're going to go do this road trip and do it anyways. But I still believe that just like red and blue, there's half of the country that realizes this is really stupid. Yeah. 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 Well, but that's the thing. Cause she offered, she said, Hey, look, there's, there's been no control group because everybody's been <laughs> sticking around. And then she said, we offered to be a control group. That's number 19 on this list. And it, that you need that to be, uh, <laughs> but you know, don't you think that, <laughs> that had to be said because it's so crazy. New York has essentially been a control group because one in five people in New York city have been infected by the virus because it was, it was like circulating before we actually knew it was a thing. So well, I, I the think, control group is she's talking about a control group who's not isolating because right well, now you know, got the whole country. I guess my point it. is that we know what happens when people don't isolate. It's what happens in New York. Like we know actually yeah, that's what, just one case. And then we stopped doing that. So we needed somebody to see what happens if you just let it ride. <laughs> just need to let it ride. See what happens. That's a control. Well, it's group. real funny because like they tried this in the UK and then they rapidly yeah. saw how yeah. high the numbers yeah. were going. And then even the yeah. prime minister who caught it and, and was Bojo. in ICU said, ah, yeah, we can't do this anymore. This is nuts. He was like, yeah, maybe we should just all stay outside and catch it. And then he catches it and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. We, we got to. And again, they're going all now onto their. I think this is their fourth week and they've got a total of two more weeks left of this. So like everyone has realized that, I mean, I, I think there may be one country right now that isn't doing this and it's like Sweden or Switzerland or someplace like that. That's not doing this. Yeah. And they've got some reason for it because like, there's not that many people or something. There's something that they've given some explanation for, but mostly any country with a population over, you know, 500, 500,000 people has realized that this thing is highly contagious and the last place you want to be on earth is a casino. And you know why? Because even she said that. Anderson said, are you going to go to the casinos if they reopen? And she said, no, because I have a family. She said that. <laughs> so, so it's like, how do you I, vote for this person to be your mayor? Be, because because it's, again, it's like there are people out there who believe that you should just open things up and then people who feel that their risk tolerance is different than other people should be allowed to do what they want. But if you take like, I took like ethics classes in college and, you know, there's one theory of ethics that says like you should act in a way in which if everyone else acted in the same way that you're acting, like it would produce the maximum amount of goodness. And these people aren't acting from that place. Like we can't all go out and be less than six feet apart or whatever, but like individuals want to think that they're the exception, but we can't act from that place. We have to act in like a collective mentality, but you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's not Amer like, maybe it's true. Like that is not American to think that way, to think that like, you know, it, and maybe I mean, that's more badly, like New Zealand, New Zealanders, what do you guys call each other? Kiwis. 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 So maybe Kiwis are like cool with like, oh, I guess we're all staying in right now and like Americans are just not. 
again, to a degree, but again, people here complained about it. But then, like you said, it is a bit of like, hey, you know, when someone explains to you that your grandma might catch this as well. So it's not just about you. Sure, you 21-year-old want to go out and drink and party, and you're probably going to be okay in the larger scheme of this. But can you think about your parents? Can you think about your grandparents? Could you think about their friends? Can you think about people in nursing home? Can you try to just spend a month thinking more than just yourself? Because it's for the greater the good country of all. Was founded of us. on defiance. Like <laughs> defiance is basically what the country is rooted in, and what our. I mean, hell, it was founded by defiance, right? Yeah. So that good point. that's kind of so how you're right. the maybe country exists. Well, look, it is on Americans to just sit inside and be obedient. You know, yeah. we need to fight the man, get the guns, get out there, get a tattoo, get after. It's it. real funny because well, they people they keep making. Go? Yeah. No, go ahead, Brittany. It's like they need to go to their own place and like just be there. Like maybe it's time, like a, a, the next mean? civil war where we we can have like oh. the people who don't want to stay at home and the people that are willing to stay at home, and then like those people who feel that way can just go and die, and the rest of us can. Oh, because that ruins it for the. Because that just takes everything. It just makes everything else take longer. What's interesting if you've seen that these states are building coalitions yeah. to. Um, to kind of combat this together so they could gradually roll out and relax the um, the stay-at-home orders together so that even if you're crossing some borders, it works. And when you look at a map, it does look like we're four different countries. And yeah. I'm like, I, I could be down with this. It looks yeah. like the map from The right. Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. Wait, but we, we would be in uh, Gilead, I think, right now, right? <laughs> yeah, Gilead New York, was like Boston and New York. And, yeah, we'd be in trouble, so... Uh, yeah. I don't even know what that means. All right, let's uh, let's move on to but, the next. But story. I just want to make a point that you should go if you oh, haven't ahead. watched this and you're listening to this podcast. Go on YouTube. Oh yeah, go into seeing it. You have to watch because I don't think that we could. I don't think anyone could do it justice because just her entire personality, the way that she looks, she looks like old money Vegas. Just telling you oh, that yeah. ah, well, you know, it's not my problem. They should open this stuff. It's amazing. And then just if you watch Anderson, the number of times that he blinks. And then the moment where he is like looking to the side of like, can someone please help me with this? There's obviously someone in his ear telling him, don't stop. Keep going. Do not let this interview end. Keep going. <laughs> so it's amazing. Yeah, we're going to rack up all the advertising and views on uh, YouTube. It's going to be awesome. It's amazing. But all right. Two, two, two things on this point. Uh, one, I'm pretty sure that this woman was uh, was one of my servers at the Sahara before it was demolished <laughs> back in 2010 and or 2011. and. Two, I said this to John, like, I, I don't understand how she got elected, but I'm pretty sure her campaign slogan was, uh, I'll share my drugs. So if you have <laughs> any alternative, nothing else is my job. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any thoughts on what her campaign slogan might have been to get elected? It should have just been Newport cigarettes because I look at her and I just think <laughs> menthol cigarettes. I think Newport's yeah. when I just look at her face. It looks like she, after this, went outside and smoked a Newport. And then came back in and got some real strong coffee with a bunch of sugar in it. That's just what she looks like to me. Yep. <laughs> oh man, Brittany, what do you think? Do you have know. any any thoughts on what her campaign slogan might have been? I think she. Uh, no, no, none. Oh, that's coming to mind. All right, cool. All right, well then, moving on. We got the UK and we got Japan. Uh, let's do Japan. Oh. Man, that would have been a great closer, but okay. I will well, then not switch. Then switch. The no, we can switch. That's fine. Go no? to go to UK. You convince me. All right, fine. Let's go to UK. Fair enough. This was sent in from Alice. 
who sent it to John, and then he sent it to me. I haven't me. actually read it. I know what it's about, but I haven't read oh, it. Oh, you haven't so. read it? Yeah. I haven't read it, no. All right. Well, the headline is kind of... I haven't read the whole thing. Jesus, this is long. Yeah, All right. I've read parts of it. Skimmed. All right. Here we go. From the dailymail.com. Pensioner, 64, who was given a surprise flight in a fighter jet as a retirement present, was flung out at 2,500 feet after grabbing the ejector seat handle to steady himself. <laughs> it's a great headline. Like, you don't really need much more than the headline, but let's get into it. Oh, I don't know what a pensioner is. Can we? Uh, can we like it's like a someone reti- who's retired. a retiree. Yeah. That means so you're starting to collect off your of a pension. pension. Yep. yep. So okay. you worked your whole life and then you retire and Spoiler you get a alert. gift. Don't get into it. In, when you used to get a gold watch and a pension and now you just get, ta-da, you're done. <laughs> I hope you saved money. That's <laughs> what you get. All right, and just to be clear, uh, Brittany, if you're looking at this article, that would be pounds or uh, no, that's euros, right? Is that pounds or that euros? Looks like pounds, if it's the UK. Okay, that's pounds. All right, fair enough. Yeah, so I, I, something's about the exchange French. rate right, is not too different right now, right? Oh, I don't care. I'm just, I'm just wondering what I'm actually reading. All right, a pensioner who is, we'll call him pounds. A pensioner who is given a surprise flight in a seven seventy million pound fighter jet as a retirement present was flung out. 2,500 feet after grabbing the ejector seat handle to steady himself. The astonishing drama is outlined in a newly released report by French aviation investigators who have stern words for the country's air force and government throughout. At times, it reads like a dark comedy film script as it described how the unidentified 64-year-old panicked and screamed with fear during his first flight in a Raphael Raphael B, I guess, which took off from St. Désir Air Force Base in northwest France last month. This is why I questioned the pounds versus. It doesn't matter. Fair enough. Euros. Then he shot out at high speed, losing his helmet that had not been fastened around his chin properly before landing in a field close to the German border. His anti-G force, worn by aviators who are subject to high acceleration forces, and designated and designed to prevent a blackout had also become loose around the trousers. Probably because he shit his pants. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it was it was only through good fortune that the pilot was not ejected by his passenger's actions too, which could have led to a very serious <laughs> crash. The pensioner had never expressed a desire to take part in a flight like this, and especially not in a Raphael. That was a quote, by the way, reads the report by the Paris based BEA Bureau of Inquiry. Wait, 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 wait. So he didn't ask for this? (laughs) Someone like this wasn't like a lifelong dream of his. No, here we go. Despite this, his colleagues at the defense at the defense contractor were where he had worked for most of his career set up the flight. The need to keep the surprise until the moment of the flight had hugely risky consequences, especially as regards preparation for the flight, reads the report. It continues, the situation generated a feeling of stress for the passenger, and this was particularly felt during the ejection seat briefing where he had to assimilate a large amount of information in a very short time. In addition, the stress of surprise has been magnified by the complete lack of military aviation experience. The passenger said he had complete lack of knowledge of the aeronautical environment and its constraints, having never flown on a military aircraft. The 35-year-old captain on the flight, which took off on a sunny afternoon on March 20th, had 2,000 flying hours behind him. 
This included a nine up. I don't think that really matters. So yeah. Wow. Um, so, so, so real lived, quick, you should just read. Why don't this? I just jump to the yeah, end? Yeah, you should He's just alive. read. The, well, there's also this point here. It said faced with a fait accompli on the day of the flight, it was very difficult for him to refuse to participate in the flight. Um, so like he didn't ask for this, which makes it no. it makes it worse. Because <laughs> I can see if this is so this it was a gift. Dream. It, was it was like a gift. gift. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's like, like you're retiring. Okay. Here's a fun thing you could do. You're gonna be uh, in this in this plane. You, and then a pilot who had, I did the math, who had less than a year. So if he trained every day, it was like 250 days, 250 man days, eight hour days. No, that's still flying that's hours. Look at this. Yeah. That's 2,000 like, flying hours. That's a lot. It's a lot, but a it's lot? not. It's a lot, but it's that's not. A lot. But look at it as flying. Look at it as flying eight a day. But at 30. Look at it at that. No one's flying straight for that long. But at 35, Yeah, but are you, though, are you working with, with, with seems, novices? Like, yeah. You're 35 years old. You're working with people who don't know anything about planes. That's very different than working with other people who are experienced. Personally, yeah, fair I enough. think. Touche. I don't know. He Let's lived, talk to way. like, I, what, I what about the helicopter pilot who is flying like Kobe Bryant's family? They're being yeah, like sued. How many hours did he have? So how are these people not being sued? I don't know. I mean, the guy lived. He managed to land with the with the use of his parachute and ended up in a field shocked and with minor injuries. No shit. The report calls on the French Air Force and Defense Ministry to review its procedures for allowing civilians on military flights. Yeah, that's okay. So I'm looking yeah. up and it says about go. 250 hours a year of flight time is fairly high. So if you say about 200 hours okay. a year, so then yeah, that's about 10 years of experience of flying. If you say around 2,000 hours, if you say about 200 hours a year. So, yeah. So, okay. So he had experience, but, you know, he's not the most experienced, but he's not the least experienced either. He's probably right sort of, again, he's 35. He's my age. So he's like, you know, I've got middle of the road experience, so to speak, of, you know, I'm a senior of whatever my job is, but I'm. it's not like I've been doing this for 40 years. Okay. So you're yeah. qualified. I'm qualified, but there's someone out there that's been doing this from the beginning of time that can teach me a thing or two. You think he was having a good time up until that point? Or you think he was scared? I think he was scared. I think he was... I yeah. think he was probably like cussing out his his coworkers and like what the fuck like why like I yeah but like in this? a fun way no like in a fun way like when like when a like, like when a woman giving birth cusses out her husband that doesn't seem That's like fun. baby daddy you don't you don't know anything about that you will never know anything about that <laughs> I'm not gonna play this clip for your future wife who's gonna give birth and is like what the fuck was he talking about no yeah. we're not we're not going there <laughs> it's not fun all right. This is why I'm glad Brittany's on here because she could call you out (laughs) in a very, in a much clearer way than I could. Child, but I can only imagine. That's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just saying it could be similar. People, people yell shit. Yeah, no, because it fucking hurts. I guess I feel bad for. Yeah, I imagine I feel bad for him because he didn't really want to do it. And look, maybe he's one of those guys that's like, okay, I'll play along. Like, I don't really want to do this, but I'm not going to fight you enough. It's you know, sure, I like from the UK. He's from the UK. Oh, he's, from, Have you, he's from France, actually. Well, it seems like this is French, right? Oh, he's from he's French. Oh, yeah, he's French, yeah, which means French, he's a yeah. probably he's jackass. Okay. So just interesting. Yeah, I Whoa, don't know. I don't hey, know how to respond easy. to it then. I was gonna say if he was from, if if he was British, I can totally get that. They're like, oh, this might not be a good idea, but I'm gonna go along with it. But you know, French, I feel like maybe maybe a little bit more like. But anyway, then but, if he's French, seems- he, he deserved this. But that seemed like bad design Whoa. for the fact that he <laughs> that he could actually play this grab I'm the play this to my boss. So. I don't like right? French people. You can t- you okay, can take the J. Okay, I'm play that. that. To, 
<laughs> I am gonna. I'm gonna do that too. I'm gonna. Yep. I'm just gonna straight up tell him. I'll see if he wants to join this right now and defend the French people. <laughs> yeah. It, it it just seems like this French plane was badly designed for the fact that you could easily grab this, right? Like this to me seems like should be at yes, a more I like that. place. Bad UX well, design. No. Bad UX design. No, 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 no. It's good because you never know when you'll be in a problem where you actually need to eject yourself. So it needs to be in an easily accessible place. If so you know what that UX is, it's not design, like bad use case is what you're basically saying. Yeah, like, well, it's just like anybody else who doesn't know how to use it. It's not like they put a uh, like you really think this is one of these things where is this the recliner? No, that's the and then he goes flying yeah. out. Yeah. You know, it's not one of those situations. Yeah, I don't think planes are meant to be intuitive. I mean, look at all the the switches and knobs you got to dial in there, like. You have to train with it for a reason. You ever try to play Microsoft Flight Simulator? Brittany, I know no. you have. It's impossible. <laughs> exactly. It's like a homework assignment. <laughs> you got to figure just seemed, it all out. It just seemed, now, again, I wonder whether or not this guy actually now is going to look back on this story and go like, yeah, I was terrified, but that's still, you know, whatever. It was a, you know, now that I look back on it, it was a fun experience that I'd never do again. Yeah. So, look, he says, I was swollen from... I was oh, no, something else. Sorry. <laughs> I'm reading a CNN article now where they're just talking about this as well. And it's just like, they're actually able to like measure his heart rate. They were able to do a bunch of stuff. Um, actually, I have this. It says for the most part, he was safe. He's got some bumps and bruises, but he's like, he's fine. Um, but yeah, it just feels like you shouldn't give someone this a gift. This is like getting someone a pet as a gift. That's the best of the pet. No, you shouldn't. You should never get anyone a pet for a gift ever unless they ask for it. Right. So, like, don't buy a dog as a surprise gift to somebody. Don't do that. <laughs> no, that's not good. Can I take a side tan- can I take a Go uh, tangent here and say uh, I was so now in my routine while I'm having lunch and I'm uh, eating lunch with uh, in what I call what I've dubbed the lounge, which is the um, the room with the TV and the couches. And my grandmother's there all day. Um, we have uh, she watches the court shows mm-hmm. from like noon to two. So. I was watching one of the court shows today, as I often do now at lunch, and I've found them wildly entertaining and trashy, and that's cool. But the story today, I don't remember which which judge it was, but the story was about a woman who was suing her former friend for throwing her a divorce party and having her ex-husband pop out of the cake. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Now, I don't know what that had to do with what we were what? just talking about, but it seemed relevant. Alrighty. So there yes. you enough. You're just saying like people giving you the gift that you don't want, right? Yep. There you go. That's it. Thank That's, you for making that connection. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Not the gift you want. She's like, we were having a great time. Well, and then this guy popped out of the cake and that ruined everything. So she sued her for the money back. The judge was floored and she actually made the woman pay her money back. <laughs> wow. That's wow. amazing. Wow. Well, yeah, right. Some of those shows are great. Don't overlook Network TV, the court shows, um, couples court, lots of fun. Um, people's court, again, we talked about this a couple like a week or two ago. And um, yeah, they and they primetime game shows. All always great. Always good. New, time. new quarantine hobbies. Love it. I know. It's it's insane. I've progressed about 60 years in my time here. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. Last article. Let's go to Japan. Japan. John, I, I this story is specifically for you. You're going to like it. All right. Reading from, this is a new source I've never read from before. It is channelnewsasia.com, CNA. Reporting from 
Asia, I guess, because that's what it says at the top of the page. Here we go. Um, Okay. Um, Yeah, okay. Japan mayor under fire for women dawdle at shops remark. (laughs) Here we go. Tokyo. This is Tokyo talking shit about Osaka. The mayor of Japan's Osaka has come under fire for suggesting men should do grocery shopping during the coronavirus outbreak because women are indecisive and, quote, take take a long time, end quote. (laughs) Japan is under a state of emergency over the pandemic, and residents in some areas have been asked to shop less frequently and only send one family member out to get grocery to get supplies to limit contact. Osaka Mayor Ichiro Matsui told reporters on Thursday, April 23rd, that men should be entrusted with grocery runs because women, quote, take a long time as they browse around and hesitate about this and that, end quote, Kyoto News Agency reported, quote, men can snap up things they are told to buy and go. So I think it's good that they go shopping, avoiding human contact, end quote, the 56-year-old added. When challenged by a reporter, he acknowledged his remarks might be viewed as out of touch, but said they were true in his family. But online, he was roundly condemned with one Twitter user accusing him of being disrespectful to women and men. Another dubbed his comment full of prejudice against women, adding, there are indecisive men and nimble and sharp women. Does he quote? Here's another one that a third said. Does he think shoppers like to take time? They are thinking about menus and prices. But there were some supporters of the mayor. Quote, that's right. Elderly women in particular are always chatting away, uncertain about shopping, end quote, wrote one user. Despite its highly educated female population, Japan ranked 121 out of 153 countries in the World Economic Forum's 2020 Gender Gap Index, primarily because of its poor showing in political representation. Last paragraph here. Traditional gender roles are still deeply rooted in Japanese society, and women are still often are, st- are often still expected to take primary responsibility for childcare and domestic chores, even while holding down professional jobs. Well, where do you guys stand on this debate? I mean, J- oh, Japan is wow. yeah. J- Japan is still probably <laughs> one of the most yeah. Is one of the most misogynistic places where it's okay. <laughs> That's still left on earth. I kn- let me let me tell let me exactly have the order of when I saw this article. Um, so I asked Brittany if she was going to join the podcast yesterday. She said yes. Then I saw the article today, and it was like it was like, <laughs> like mana from heaven. I was <laughs> like, this could not have been a better one to fall at this time and go. All yeah, the floor is open, Brittany. Go for it. I put things on the grocery list that should be like very straightforward and intuitive. I I put details about specifically what I'm looking for if I were to go to the grocery store. He's going to shake men right now. He has headphones on. He has no idea what I'm saying. Um, and then he comes back from a grocery store and none of the things that I put on the list, I'm like, the things that I marked with an asterisk are the things that you should look out for. And then like none of those things are purchased. And he's like, I just didn't know. So- I guess I feel for these people in Japan, but I think I also blame mothers raising sons who don't teach them better. That's it. (laughs) I think, I think Japan's issues with the gender issue go a lot deeper than just the parents. I think it goes back just to the deep seated culture. Yeah, but you have to break it, right? Like feminism and like you have to break it somewhere, right? Like it has to be okay and you like teach men to do things that typically women would do. 
Um, you teach, you know, like it has to, like it has to start from somewhere, but you know, if a person is not used to going to the grocery store, like even if, even in America, like, which we're not as like patriarch or matriarchal as, um, Japan would be like, if Ryan never went grocery shopping with his mother and was never taught about like, oh, this is what sugar actually is versus this other kind of sugar that you could buy or flour, et cetera. Like you're never going to know, right? You're never going to know unless you're exposed to those things. So um, is it like indecision when women go to grocery stores? Like I think that women would be like less indecisive. Um, I just think that like when men go, they're buying the wrong things. That's it. But but you know what though I don't think it's even that I think women are actually way more thoughtful when it comes to this and mostly by like price and when things are on sale yeah. and when hey it's a good time to buy this or hey we're going to make this like I don't look at any of that stuff I just buy the groceries and oftentimes oh, end up saving a ton of money because Alice is like yeah this is on sale and you should buy that and they don't have this here's a substitute for that like it's yeah I would say yeah. it's almost the opposite like I I pretty thoughtlessly buy stuff I just kind of go yeah here's the stuff and it's done. And I cook all the time. At yeah, home. but so it's not like I'm eating really? out. Like I, yeah. But, but I think that like like what you're saying is like you have to know what are substitutes for this. You have to be able to comparison shop, which I think like I learned at a young age because we didn't have a lot of money. So my mom taught me how to like even compare like the unit price, like little things and like the the stickers like at the grocery store and and things like that. And we're like other people who probably had more money just went and like. Like, oh, I know that I like Charmin, so I'm just going to buy Charmin, et cetera, right? So I think that there, these are all, to me, like life skills that cross whether you're a man or a woman or whatever. Like, you know, it just really just depends on like what you're exposed to. And the more that people are able to do for themselves, like the more that they have skills when they go to the grocery store. And of course, if the woman is always doing the meal planning and the whatever and the grocery shopping, like... Of course, men are going to be incapable of going to the store and doing as good of a job as women, but that's not right. Now, I think Japan has more single men than any other place on earth. If not, but are they single women and single men and single, single women, women, like both. So, like, are these men are they not ordering delivery eating? or what? Yeah, which like, I would. Well, think, how are they yeah, eating? like, yeah, like walking around Japan. There's a lot of places to eat, so you could really live there without ever going grocery shopping. I'm not. I'm not googling this, and I, I need to Google this in an incognito. <laughs> There's no way I'm having which country has the most single women in my brain. <laughs> I'm gonna get all your, the weird your mom, ads. Your mom is somehow gonna find that and being like, "What?" <laughs> well, it's unconventional, but that's one way he's gonna find somebody. You know, that's. But yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Gonna in the next- your, your mom told me she's like. Jason needs to find a girlfriend. You'll help me, right? I'm like, I have nothing to do with this. And then, of course, in the year of it, she tells me that there's a fucking global pandemic, and now it's all my fault. So yeah, all right. So look, I just um, I, should I trust a website called Insider Monkey um, no. that from March not, eight, no. from March 2018? No. Well, I'm going to click it all anyway. Right. And that 17 point. countries with the most single women in the world. So again, I think Th- some of this. Thailand. Is- yeah, right, I can't. All right, and Sorry. Antiqua and Barbuda, number seven. Barbados. Oh, um, it says Barbuda. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe it is. Barbuda. Barbuda. I don't know. Yeah. Barbuda is how it's. It's like the island, island off of it. Yeah, yeah. This is like uh, number sixteen, United States Virgin Island. Oh Jesus, this is like one of those bullshit slides. Yeah, so each time you click, you you hit a new ad. <laughs> no, I, I could get in a list. All right, Hungary, number fifteen. Oh, Aruba. Republic of Moldova, so like the island. Salvador, Georgia. All right, here we go. Top ten: Guadeloupe, 
China, Hong Kong, number nine. That's interesting. A lot of people. And that's also interesting that they put those together. (laughs) Estonia, number eight. Belarus, number seven. Oh, you want these percentages, by the way? So uh, percentage of female population, 53.5%. So this is what we, um, women per men. Wait a minute. This is, this might not be actually. Yeah, what are you (laughs) Single. These just might be women who aren't married, which means it could be kids. Yeah, that's true. true. That's true. All right. This is not, this is probably a bullshit. You're right. I shouldn't have trusted. uh, So anyways, look, there's a lot of single people in Japan just because of culture. Is kind of the point I was making of just like people are not getting married. People work a lot, men and women specifically now. But when it comes to like the family unit, that has not changed at all in Japan, where it's like when the minute you get married and you have kids, the man goes to work, the woman stays at home and does housework. And I don't know if they'll ever get out of that loop because um, it just seems so ingrained in their culture more than anywhere else I've ever been. So gross. I found a uh, found a website where the headline is top 10 countries to meet women. Not sure how I feel about this. Number one, Latvia. Eastern Europe. I, Jason, like you're going to be the, be the next website. episode of 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> Just stop Googling right now. It's on the incognito. They can't if find you end me. Up They're never going to find fiance, me. The I am. Yeah, I want to be on the episode where it's like, hey, we, we now meet Jason's we're, friend. We're watching you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, they seem happy. <laughs> Some of them. Some of them. Oh, man. I started watching the latest season, and it's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, boy. Every time it's amazing. There's Any- new characters. Big Ed. It's amazing. There's lots of crazy people in this Big thing. Ed. Big oh. Ed. You should search search Big Ed when we're when we're talking about the – when we're going through blackish, bluish. Some media therapy. Search, search for Big Ed, and you're going to see the way this guy looks, and it's uh, it's everything surrounding him is amazing. Is this Jesus media therapy? Because I, I have a suggestion. No, not yet. Oh. Not yet. We'll come back to... All right. We're coming back to Big Ed. He looks like a former coworker of mine. <laughs> all right. Uh, Last article. <laughs> or, all right. Or, no. This is no. it. We're done. We're going we're on. We're, we're going on to a little uh, reddish, bluish, blackish and, Jewish. And you know what? I want to um, set a five-minute timeline on this. Like, in five minutes, okay. we're going to talk about this. Because I don't want to spend too much time talking about this idiot. So... <laughs> we need, right. we need to talk about that. this. Brittany, go ahead. Brittany, it's on you. Wait, Tell about us Trump? about the latest Trump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so I, w- I woke up this morning. I, you know, I'm I'm the kind of person like I I I want to hear the news. I don't know how you're doing what you're doing, John, because like Amazing. every day I get an email from New York Times about like the coronavirus daily briefing. It comes twice a day. I check CNN. I just want to know. Like, I feel like I just want to know what's going on. Um, I normally during the daily. Trump press briefings. It coincides with my Peloton time. So I'm either listening to it with like one earbud out or it's on mute or whatever. So yesterday it happened to be on mute and I did not hear the glory of what he said about sunlight and disinfectants in the body. So this morning- Do you have the quotes? I I don't have the quotes open. I had to read them aloud to Ryan this morning because I was like, Trump said that people should consume disinfectants in their bodies. And now Lysol, the company, is releasing statements saying that people should not do that. And he's like, I'm sure he did not say that. And I was like, let me just look up the article and read you verbatim what he said. And I did that. And Ryan was like, hmm. I mean, shorter lines at Disney World, which is like, his, <laughs> which is this like new line for saying like, 
dumb people are going to be dumb people. So yes, the president of the United States did ponder on national television, which is like, if you thought that maybe there was some sort of possibility that people could consume disinfectants and would clear out their lungs, like maybe that's a private thought, number one. (laughs) It's not a private thought. Then maybe it's like a Slack message to a person who you know won't rat you out. It's not a conversation you have with fucking everyone who's tuning into your daily briefing. And then therefore the cut like Lysol is saying, no, please don't consume our products. It is not going to cure COVID-19. You're probably going to die. So that is the leader of our reading, um, reading from Snopes um, under the article, did Trump suggest injecting disinfectants as COVID-19 treatment? True. Um, here's the transcripts. <clears throat> Bear with me. It's hard to read his yeah, quotes. Yeah, because he doesn't talk like um, a human but being. Here's how it starts. The president says, thank you very much. So I asked Bill a question that probably some of you are thinking of. If you're totally into that world, which I find to be very interesting. <laughs> So supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light, and I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, which you can do either through the skin or in some other way, and I think you said you're going to test that too, it sounds interesting. Then Acting Secretary O'Brien says, we'll get to the right folks who could. Then the president says, right. And then I see this disinfectant where it knocks it out in, in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that by injection inside or almost a cleaning? Basically, you see it gets in the lungs and it does a tremendous number on the lungs. So it would be interesting to check that so that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds it sounds interesting to me. So we'll see. But the whole concept of the light, the way it kills it in one minute, that's that's pretty powerful. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> it's it's that's our president. It's it's unspeakable. Yep. That's the our our that's your president, John. I mean, look, we're, we're reaching to that. If you guys reelect him for another four years, he might not be my oh president. Oh my anymore. god. If if oh my god, if, if, like if we reelect him after this, we, <laughs> we, we are suffering literally a, a global pandemic that no one's ever seen before. We're seeing you know, I mean, and this is the thing, like, fine, I get it. Like, things are going smoothly. You vote for someone because you think it's going to be better for the economy. Okay, well, this is the price you pay. You have a person who's incompetent as shit like this, you know, and whatever. And so, like, do not reelect them. Do not reelect them again. Don't make the same mistake. You need people who are, like, competent leading you through real, real tragedies. But. And if you think that this is just one time that he's done this, one of the things I'll never no. forget is that he suggested that we use nuclear bombs on hurricanes. Yeah, he did ask. He did suggest we nuke a hurricane. <laughs> I'll never really? forget that. I mean, here's the, he hey, suggested yeah. that we nuke. Yeah, yeah, dude, he We did. keep having these hurricanes. Can't we just like drop, drop a nuclear bomb on them and disperse it? He, he suggested that we nuke hurricanes. <laughs> this is your president. He's an idea guy. Hey, hey, he's an idea guy. They're not all going to work. I'm just throwing out there. Eh? You know, hurricane, what do we do? All right, well, have you tried blowing really hard the opposite direction? No. All right, well, then how about we fire a nuke at it? No. Okay, that didn't work either. All right, what about well, building a wall? All right, we can't build saying. that one. We'll build in his one. comments, right. he was well, like, what about, what, 
he's like, you're going to test this, right? Like, shine ultra, ultraviolet yeah. light as a body. You're going to test it, right? Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, and the quote's the best because the response is, uh, "We'll get we'll, we'll get to the right folks who can." It's like, yeah, I'm not. Because <laughs> <laughs> here's the question, right? Have you tried it? No one's tried. It's like, hey, that stuff it works on lose? surfaces, right? Why wouldn't it work on? Why wouldn't it work on the inside surfaces? <laughs> yeah, what, you got what the lose? hell do you have to lose? That's what they say, right? And by they, I mean me to black people. What do you have to what lose? And nothing else works. Try this. <laughs> why not? <laughs> Oh man, it's amazing. Uh, and, it's uh, terrible. He he, he couldn't have been um, he could this couldn't have happened at a worse time for his for him just as a human being. Because look, I mean, as a president, you don't ever want this to happen, right? Like the, how you deal with this, this is probably one of the hardest things that leaders across the world have ever had to deal with on a global scale. Yep. And if there's anyone who's less equipped for this more than anybody else in the history of being president, it's gotta be him. It's him. Gotta be him. It's gotta be him. I'm gonna quote um our friend, uh, our friend Drew's uh, girlfriend had a great tweet about this. Real bluntly, just said, "You guys, just let them drink the bleach." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let them. That's what Ryan said. Let them drink the bleach. And, uh, yeah, you know, Shorter this is this is freedom. You want to go out there? You want to give it a shot? Yeah, <laughs> freedom. Yeah, freedom is bleach drinking. <laughs> yeah, but you know I, what? Whatever. I mean, the hard, the hard thing to reconcile is that, like, you even like. One of my best friends saying that, like, she's in a community where my mom is, right? So, like, her actions directly impact people yep, that I know absolutely. and love. So, it's, absolutely. you know, it's very different from, like, abstracting it and saying, like, people in Las Vegas can go to a casino or whatever. It's, like, if everyone, if everyone in, like, a place where my loved one is and it, it is a vulnerable, is in the vulnerable pop- population, like, if everyone is believing that, like, my loved one isn't safe. And so, it doesn't matter what I do in New York. And that's, I think that's the really problem hard. And that's the problem it's with it, problem. especially now with people believing stuff that they see on Facebook where, yeah, we as a generation can sort of tell fake from real, but there's a lot of older people who just can't. And it sucks that you have to get up there and question a guy on something that you know is absolutely ridiculous. And he's got to sit there and go like, oh, well, I, you said this right. He was just being sarcastic. That's what he said. I was being sarcastic. Today. Wait, what? Today. How does that he even wasn't. work? He, like, he wasn't, though. Like, you, you know that he is like, your crazy granddad that just says shit and he really does believe it until someone calls him on it. And then he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe. I was just saying stuff. I was just saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. (laughs) Alrighty. That's, that's it. I don't want to spend more time. Enough enough of that shit. All right. All right. Let's move on to some media therapy. People that we care about do not drink. I got one. I got it. I got a media therapy. Wait, but here we go. It's what I'm watching. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah but I have a question yours? first. Okay, fine. Yeah, I got a question, as always. We start with the question, all right? Who's older? <laughs> oh. Nicole Kidman or Paul Giamatti? Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I think Nicole Kidman's older, and it's got to be by a couple of years. Uh-huh. Yep. That's what you think, huh? Mm-hmm. You sure? Final answer? Yep. All Final right, answer. fine. I'll tell you what. Nicole Kidman is younger. Wow. Than Paul oh, Giamatti. Really? Now let me explain. Paul Giamatti, Nicole Kidman, born June twentieth, nineteen sixty-seven. Mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti, born June sixth, nineteen sixty-seven. They are the same age, but Paul Giamatti, Paul Giamatti is fourteen days older yeah. than Nicole Kidman. 
technically. Wow, you really thought you thought she was like way older, huh? Well, no, 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 no. We didn't think she was way older. Way older. We thought that years. she right. We just thought she looks really good. Absolutely, but is older. she does look good. Star yeah. star of the of the 2018 movie of the generation, Aquaman. So. Are we, are we talking about Big Ed first or? No, I want to, to, to talk about my show. I want to talk about my show. So I've been watching this show. I don't even know. How, like, I think Ryan was like, hey, you would like the show. It's called Secrets of the Zoo. <laughs> and it sounds extremely. It sounds really ominous, really mysterious. And all it is is like behind the scenes at the Columbus Zoo in like Columbus, Ohio. And it follows like the vet techs. And the people who take care of the animals. And I don't know why it's called Secrets of the Zoo, but I love it. Like, we follow the animals. I love animals. It's, like, very uplifting this time. And it's just, like, the perfect little break from the horribleness that is the media right now. So, so it's not I love King. it. <laughs> it's, not the ti- it's not Tiger King. It's, like, you yeah, know, and then, and then Ryan was, like, <laughs> you like, so basically, our entire evening consists of me watching this show and going, oh, look at this fill in the blank, whatever it is, a little baby, whatever, or a duck or whatever it is that is on the TV. And he's like, why aren't you just a zookeeper? I'm like, well, I would have to go back to school to be a zookeeper. And he's like, but you you could still do, you could still do that. This could yeah, be you, a reality for you. If you wanted I'm to like, change it, you still got plenty of time. I work in data engineering. I am not going back. To being a zookeeper. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. But like watching the show and like the the feeling I feel when I watch the show makes Ryan tell me that I should go back and become a zookeeper. Anyway, I highly recommend it. I'm, I'm watching clips now. It looks very entertaining. And these people really actually seem to care about the animals, which is much they different. They do. From, yeah. From most reality shows that you watch about zoos and Tiger King S shenanigans. Yeah, so I mean, recently in October, I went to the Baltimore Zoo. I met like penguins. I like learned how they like keep the penguins and feed them. So if you're into that sort of thing, if you want to know how like animals in a zoo live, very recommend it. Great. Is there a red panda episode? Probably. There was a koala one, and the koala was sick, and they fed the koala like another koala's shit. They like diluted the poop of another koala and fed it to the sick koala to give it quote flora. Wow. They're like, the koala needs Ew. more flora for its like digestive system, and the only way to <laughs> to infuse the flora is to take the shit of another koala, dilute it, and then Gross. syringe it into its mouth. Ryan's like, why can't they just like pulverize the eucalyptus and shove it down his throat? Still a mystery. So anyway, very interesting. <laughs> why show. can't they? Why can't they swallow bleach? <laughs> Kill it. Kill the virus. You could. You could. Yeah. Get it. Get yeah. Sick koalas. It's the koalas that have chlamydia, right? Those yes. Are, it's koalas. I don't know. I feel like John would be an expert about koalas, but that's Australia. Uh, there's, yeah. There's no, there's no koalas. koalas and not, yeah. You have none? Sure John's happy you said none? koala Zero. and Zero. not. New, New Zealand's Zealand right? ecosystem is completely different from Australia's. So we don't have any of the Australian... Like, there's nothing here in this country that is poisonous enough to kill you that's native to New Zealand. There's nothing... Like, there's no snakes here. Um, there's no koalas here. We have possums that came from Australia that wreak havoc on the ecosystem because none of the birds here... Like, half the birds here couldn't fly because why would they? 
There's no need to fly when there's no real predators to come attack you. That's why this ball that's the kiwi lives. <laughs> that's why it exists, because it basically lived here for thousands of years with nothing that could kill it. Checks out. Yeah. Checks yeah. out. All right. Um, John, you need to tell us about this thing. So I found this image. Big it. I'm sending it. I'm sending it to both of you now. My picture of Big Ed. You need to explain. That's my guy. You need Big to explain what's, hap- <laughs> what's happening here. What is happening in this picture? Big Ed. Why is it happening? He's, uh, yeah. So the newest episode of, now. Now, 90 Day Fiance has a bunch of has a bunch. <laughs> of Did you see this picture I sent I, you? Yes! I, I watched this episode. I watched this episode, and uh, yeah. he's got a he's got a young Filipino girlfriend that Big Ed is trying to marry that he would like to to court, and so he has found his way over to the Philippines. Where I believe this is where he's taking a shower with her father with a bucket. Oh, no. Oh. And so no. Big Ed is from San Diego. And Big Ed is looking for love. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Big Ed, Big Ed hasn't he, had he a, looks hungry for love. Hasn't had a significant other in 28 years. Oh my uh-huh. God. So Big Ed has traveled to the Philippines. Um, Wait, how old is Big Ed? Big Ed is in his 50s. Big Ed has a daughter who is 29. And Big Ed cheated on his first wife. <laughs> Which is really? why he, yeah. So Big Ed is not a very nice person. Um, Big Ed asked her to get an STD test. Okay. And in the probably the the most awkward, impossible way that you could have done this. Um. So yeah, this is Ninety Day Fiance, and this is why this show is great because you get this guy who's from San Diego in the middle of a house in the Philippines that has no doors, no windows, and he's taking a shower with a with a man whose father. Or sorry, the father that he's older than. He's like a year older than her father. And so they're in here in the Philippines where it's like 100 degrees and like humidity, like crazy humidity, yeah. is taking a shower in the morning. And uh, this was this whole process of the show watching Big Ed try to take a shower. And he called his name is Big Ed because he gave himself that name. <laughs> Because he's big and his name is Ed. I love it. Makes it. Perfect sense. I love it. I love it. How's I, uh, look, I'm, I'm no longer ashamed of it. I love this show. It's amazing. It's amazing to watch. It's a train wreck, and there's more train wrecks like this. And this isn't even the real official show. This is the before the 90 days show, or this is before they start the whole K1 visa process to get in the US. This is when the Americans travel to the foreign country to see if whether or not this is going to work out long term because they met on the internet, obviously. So how how they getting on? Are they is this love? Uh look, the show it's cut strategically where it seems like everything's going to fall apart and then there's one like real heart to heart conversation where everyone comes back into the fold and then something else happens like there's in this episode there's that videos that guy has again. no neck no <laughs> neck not even nope sure does now big ed has a condition but there's pictures he of him when he's either. younger where he has a neck so big ed is 411 he's short he's a very short guy he's 411 in this picture He's four eleven, yes, and he told this he told this woman that he was five two, and so she, I believe, is like five three, five two. So they get to the airport, and she's like towering over him, and he's like, "What do you think about me? What 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 do you think? Do I do, do you like me?" And she's like, eh. <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, I think she's only staying with me so she can get into the U.S." And you're like, "Dude, you think?" Yes. Look at where she lives. Of course, I want to move. If I lived in here, I'd want to move in the U.S. and I'd marry you to do it. <laughs> if that's what it took. <laughs> so look, ninety day fiance. It's it's an amazing show. If you're not watching it again, I don't I don't watch a lot of trash TV, like barely any. This has become my my ice cream. This has become my Wendy's. It's become my KFC. It's become my Taco Bell. It's amazing to watch. I don't feel very good while I'm watching it, but I still power through it anyways. All right. Well, 
Glad to hear it. Um, I mean, I've, I've got my court shows. I've got my Jeopardy, uh, a little bit of Wheel of Fortune. I, I'm not going to lie. Like when, when Wheel of Fortune's off and uh, we, we decide to go to Family Feud, I'm, I'm down with the feud. I love Family uh, Feud. Is it still Steve Harvey? I'm on board with it. Yeah. yeah. Your man, yeah. Steve Harvey. I like how he introduces himself like that. I'm your man, Steve Harvey. It's great. Like it's not I'm your host. I'm Steve Harvey. No, I'm your man. Yeah. I'm He's been man, doing Steve it for a Harvey. long time now. I mean, yeah. still well, not as good as Secrets of the Zoo, but no, of course not. But you know, when you need to, you know, and if that's the prime time shows you're watching, yeah, there's there's something about like family time with game shows. That's a great great entertainment if uh, if you're watching TV with the family. Game shows always a good always a good way to go. Uh, the Masked Singer, I don't I don't understand it. Um, we we dabbled because it's no because idea. it's silly. <laughs> well, they're masked because they're like the last one they unmasked was Brett Michaels. Spoiler alert! No, really? if you guys aren't caught up. <laughs> the Heartbreak Kid. Sarah I, Palin was on the show. Like I don't right, even know the show. premise of the show, so I'm like I'm gonna confused. Ex- I'm going to explain the masked. show, and I'm going to give you all right. Here's the thing. All right, I'm going to give you a little background here. Um, the one of my I guess cousins, maybe second cousins, second cousin. I think he's um, he actually is an editor on this show. And he told me he worked on the first season and him and everybody else working on it thought it was going to be a complete bomb. They thought it was going to be awful. And it was like the highest rated show ever, like the highest rated show in recent memory. So this thing crushed. They had season two. He came back to work on season three. So season three is going on now. It's close to the end. And the premise is you have these mystery people. It's hosted by Nick Cannon, by the way. And you have these mystery people (laughs) who are who are not necessarily singers or performers or dancers. And they're in these elaborate costumes and they're masked. So you can't tell who they are. And if you lose, you have to unmask yourself and the, and the judges, I don't know how much weight they have in the performance, but they're mainly there to crack jokes and guess who's behind the mask. Like Ken Jong is there and some other people. I don't know. Some woman who's just keeps screaming at the top of her lungs all the time. Just be like, Oh, 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 like all the time. That's all. That's all she contributes. Um, Ken Jong makes bad jokes. It's, but it's stupid. And, and then at the end of, and they all have voice modulators when they talk and then they actually do the singing and performing. And this is so stupid, but I'm not going to lie. The costume design and the production values that they put on is insane. John, you know, like the party on place in Japan. Yes. It's like that oh, wow. on stage. Yeah, it's crazy. And the performances are are madness. Yeah, like I said, Tara Palin was on this thing. Like it's a bunch of people. So it's a bunch who of like B and C like celebrities. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Brad Michaels. Well, I don't know where you put him in. It's like more of Yeah. I was thinking of Shawn Michaels when you said Brett Michaels, by the way. <laughs> no, Brett Michaels from uh, from Poison. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and they give tints as who they are. Yeah. The, the show is really dumb. I've seen a total of maybe an hour of it across the last three weeks, but when it's on, you just kind of get fascinated by this thing and you're like, who, well, one, who is this person? There's kind of this fascination and two, this crazy production of these dances and, and costumes is just a sight to behold. So, yeah. Um, I don't really want to talk about the video games I'm playing because I don't want to bore anybody. Now, so just real quick before we get off of this thing, I watched The Phantom of the Opera. Oh, yeah, right. I told you about The Phantom and of the Opera. And I enjoyed it immensely. It was great. Now, I believe this week they're playing the sequel to Phantom of the Opera, which apparently is horrific. That's a sequel yes. to Phantom <laughs> of the <laughs> That's Opera? That's what's playing this week no. for free. That Andrew Lloyd Webber no, wrote no, a sequel no, no, to no. The Phantom of the Opera that I never knew about, and apparently it is horrific. 
Oh it's, it's Love Never Dies or something like that, right? I think I'm right. Yeah, let's see. So, yeah. Let's see what it says. Yep, Love Never yes. Dies. So there's a sequel to Fan of the Opera. So if you missed last weekend, I'm sorry because that performance was great. Even all the Phantom singing afterwards, like the original, like all the, like it was great. It was really, I, I enjoyed watching that on a Sunday evening. It was great. Um, Brittany, are you aware of this? That, no. Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber has started, has this YouTube channel now where I think it's for charity, but for charity, every yes. weekend for 48, for 48 hours, he's putting on a, one of his shows and he's playing for 48 hours. So this will be the fourth week. Last week was Phantom of the Opera before that it was. And then prior to that, he did Jesus Christ Superstar and uh, what Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. I think those are the two that he did prior. And this week, apparently, it's a really shitty one in the form of Love Never Dies, which I never knew even existed. Yep, neither did I. So I learned that like the last week because it popped up and it was like, hey, this music. And it's like, wait, what? There's a sequel. Everyone's like, yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> Don't watch it. It's really bad. Perfect. I think you should watch it. Yeah, I might. Just to see. So, but yeah, look, I enjoyed it. Fan of the opera. I'm, I'm stamping it, it as in stand nicely. the greatest musical of all time. By far and away. Yeah, where do you stand on that? It's great. Brittany, do you think Fan of the Opera is the greatest musical of all time? I have never seen it. Okay. Really? Yeah. Do you know yeah. any of the music from it though? Yep. Like, nope. You heard, no. Nope. None. None. I'm 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 like more of a Disney sort of person. I don't know if you know. So I've heard. Yeah. I've heard about it. Have you seen the Lion King musical? Yes. It's great. Twice. It's not as good as Phantom of the Opera. But you should watch no. it. Oh, John, you should uh before we wrap up, you should also give an update on Animal Crossing. How's the town? Uh town's going good. Um, we've moved everybody. Everyone's moved into their proper positions. We're starting to work on sort of the boardwalk area. Um, yeah, now we're just sort of, there's big update, big update, some new characters. There's now a fox with a pirate ship that sells you fake art. Um, it's a lot of fun. So it's good, right? I can see the art. I'm like, wait, that doesn't look like Mona Lisa because it's fake. It's trying to fool you. And it's like actual photos and stuff, right? So lots of upgrades, right? So the, you know, Tom Nook, he's still, I haven't paid him back my biggest loan yet just because there's things around the town that need to be done first, right? They've added shrubs in, so you can add shrubs as fences or hedges. So some some redesigning, some replanting going on. That's what Alice is doing right now, right? We got to go through it, make the pathways and cut some new rivers and some lakes. And, you know, the town's going good. It's going good. All right. There you go. Brady, I don't know if you know this. John is like, he is in, I'm in it on Animal Crossing. Like, Ryan does I'm Animal in, in Crossing. I played it like for a half an hour once early on. So I get the concept. I can see how it would be like during these times, you know, especially like addicting. But so what's Ryan's fruit we, by chance? What? <laughs> yeah, John, what's his, John's what's looking fruit? for fruit. What's the fruit on his island? <laughs> Do you know? I don't know. When I was when I was there, like when he first founded it, there were oranges and cherries. Oh, he's got oranges. Oh. <laughs> he's got oranges. I need oranges. You let him know that he's welcome to my island anytime. I got apples. I know we can't find Yeah, you gotta exchange some friend codes. Okay. You gotta right. exchange for friend All codes. I know is he, went code, to, huh? he went to visit someone's island who like is from like somewhere in South America to go shark fishing and it didn't work out. So I'm sure you yeah, look, cool the sharks are gone. I'm in the Southern Zealand. Hemisphere as well. So we're about to hit winter. So if you want some winter stuff, you let him know. I will give you my friend's code. Okay. Because All I right. need oranges okay. and I need peaches. I need these to happen. Okay. I'll I'll ask him what he has. <laughs> I haven't talked to him about Animal Crossing recently because he does it while he's working. And that breeds a lot of resentment because I'm actually working. And he's like playing <laughs> Animal Crossing. So, yeah. 
Well, there you go. Anyway. Look at that. Whatever it takes. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, check us out at he'sabroad.com. You can see the links, Facebook, Twitter, all those other things. Rate us on iTunes, something nice, preferably. And that's it. See you next week. This podcast is over.